0: We this. We gotta read this. Got to read this. <laughs> oh, I lost
1: it. I looked over. I can't deal with
0: this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions. We've got answers. Or at least we will search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa and All Creatures by King's Kaleidoscope. How's it going, guys? Tim Wilson. Welcome to Fluent Grace Podcast, episode number two. Two, baby. That's right. We had so much fun doing this the first time, we had to come back and do it again. So Here we are. Welcome, Colin. Welcome, Tyler. How y'all doing today? Couldn't be better. Having a great day. How about you, Tyler? Doing beautiful. Tyler, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this the last time we recorded, but uh, Tyler gets comfortable when we do these things. Real comfortable. Yeah. I don't even know if he's changed his socks since last time we met. They have a unique odor to them. They do. One of these days, he sticks them right up next to my chair, too. One of these days, you'll be able to smell that through the podcast. Mm. We'll wait a little bit to get that technology. (laughs) Anyway, we're back at it today. Going to jump into some fun stuff. But before we do, I say before we do, this is actually going to be fun. So uh, before we get into the serious stuff, I guess we could say, how about we play a game? Y'all like games? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, we have no rules for this game as of yet. Ooh. Which means we're going to kind of make it up as we go. Uh, But basically what this particular game is... You know what? We need to have a name for this little segment. Okay. About fluent grace games. Got it. Like that?
1: Grace games for short. Grace games. Grace games.
0: Anyway, so, you know, just one step under the Olympics... I was thinking floors down. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Anyway, we're somewhere beneath the Olympics, right? Just go start going south and you'll find the Fluent Grace Games. Uh, Anyway. Do I get a participation trophy for these? Uh, Negative. Well, negative, but there is a. I'm a millennial.
1: I'm entitled to my There's a candy jar
0: in uh, the other office that have York peppermint patties. (laughs) All right. Uh, loser gets a york peppermint patty the winner doesn't get anything so word <laughs> how's that for a good game challenge except anyway here's what we're doing this is i've got a sheet here of teenage sling right this is Flying. something that was put out over across the pond in england i think uh so this may not even uh, be applicable over here but it was students and this is a student podcast and podcasts reach all over so anyway it works uh, we're going to do it. So what I will do is I will give you an abbreviation or maybe even a phrase. You buzz in by saying your name and then give me the answer.
1: Can I do a a buzz noise?
0: <laughs>
1: yes, Tyler. Oh,
0: sweet. Thanks. You can do whatever you want. That's what I'm talking uh, about. That's dangerous. That is. Never mind. Forget I said that. Right? <laughs> Tyler does not have license to do whatever he wants. Uh, buzz in by saying your name or some appropriate sound. Got it. Anyway, so, for example, right, if I said the abbreviation was BRB, you would say, Yes, Tyler.
1: Be right back.
0: There you go, and you would get a point. However, that was just an example. Ha-ha. So, uh, it doesn't count. Uh, That makes sense? Got it. We good? Fluent Grace Games, numero uno. Here we go. Start off relatively easy. Buzz in with your name. And here we go. First one to five wins. All right, here we go. The word is Spelled Cuz. Spelled C U Z. Colin. Colin.
2: Cuz is in reference to a family member in the South. Like your first Cuz.
0: That is a mm. true statement, but is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. I was going to say. That's not the slang, that's the actual answer. Oh, <laughs> dang. Come on. We're not doing actual answers here. Oh, yeah, slang. My bad. Yeah, my yeah. Bad. Come on, 20 oh. year old. 20 year old. I, I was on
1: the same wavelength as Colin, so. I was going to say redneck uh, slang for, uh, for fam.
0: All right, well, you're both wrong. Since he got it <laughs> wrong first, do you have any other guess? Um,.
1: Cuz is slang for cousin, is that not right? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm questioning everything I know about life. That is not right. Cuz is the slang term for friend. What up, cuz? Oh. just a friend. All right, then. there you go. Y'all are failing miserably. No information for me. We're about to. Ha- <laughs> We're about to hand out two participation trophies. Yes, <laughs> double
1: participation trophies. <laughs>
0: All right, here we go. We'll try to to dial it down a few notches and go a little easier give you an abbreviation three letters here we go i d k colin colin i don't know nailed it there we Mm. go all right here we go colin one tyler nothing this one is sort of related to that one so be thinking along the same along the same lines here we go abbreviation is i d e k
1: i don't even know
0: colin got it (laughs) got him colin did you know that Yeah, I did. All right, you were about to do it, but you got beat by the beeper. Yeah, it was the brrr. Threw you off. All right, here we go. One to one. Uh, Sticking with abbreviations I M O. I. Colin. M O. Colin. I miss oysters. (laughs) I don't know why that would ever enter your mind. Do you eat oysters? I love oysters.
2: I'm going to say,
1: in my opinion, for 200.
0: We will chalk that one up as a point for Tyler. Two points for Tyler, one point for Mr. Oyster over here. All right, two to one. Here we go. This is a phrase. Uh, This is a phrase that I don't think I would get, so good luck on this one, guys. What? Phrase is, I'm weak. Colin. Colin.
2: It's when you're laughing so hard at someone's joke or crazy actions that you just become weak from laughing Kind of like when we laughed at your bitmoji. Yeah, that's really true. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Donald Trump Lego man with too much sunscreen on.
0: <laughs> Which, by the way, you have submitted a new bitmoji. So oh, we
2: have submission.
0: Yeah, we have submission. We so now it's just a matter of when we put it out there on all the socials. Uh, that was a good answer, by the way. You got it. Word. Uh, we're yeah, all tied the, up, baby. yeah, we are back to two to two. Uh, Is the, this the last one? First to three? Or? Nah, first oh, to five. Five, okay. Yeah, we got too many of these good ones here. Uh, the official answer was, that was funny. Oh, so, cool. There you go. All right, this is old school, okay? This may be the first slang term ever used. Oh, I got this. All right, Tyler, do you want to blind guess and automatically win? Him? He's thinking hard. He took the glasses off, scratching the beard.
1: No, I, I don't have a clue.
0: <laughs> Not going to do it. All right, here we go. Ready? Abbreviation. LOL. Oh.
1: Laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in myself.
0: You could have walked it off right there. Grand Slam, bottom of the ninth. Taking oh. it. Game seven, World Series. Mm. But you did get a point. That works. Yeah, it works. Next Three to two. Thing. Is that what it is? Three two. I was actually one of those people that when I saw LOL, I wouldn't use it for the longest time because I thought it meant lots of love. I was like, why would I tell somebody that I love them like that? Anyway, question number three, four, five, six. I, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, obvi. Colin. Colin. Obvi. I mean, that's right. it that sounds
1: like a medicine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Says, answers the guy in scrubs, so... Word. All right, tied it back up, 3-3. Three to three. Totes obvi. <laughs> Define that one, Colin. <laughs> I'm uh, good, really. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go, abbreviation. P-L-Z. Please. Tyler, hit it with the please, got it. Uh, are we back tied up, 3-3? Three 4-4. Three? 4 3 I hope 4-3, three, you 3. Tyler's up. That's right. Get used to it. All right, here we go, Tyler. Four to three. Colin's got to come back to win. Uh, Phrase, straight fire. (laughs) Yes, Tyler.
1: When you give your students a really scary message that freaks them out. On? (laughs) On fiery places.
0: (laughs) 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 Walk. Stick? <laughs> are we,
1: what's permissible to say on this podcast, Tim?
0: Well, we are talking about Bible stuff. Oh, so hell is a real place. That is true, and we will get into that one episode. Not this one, but we'll get mm. there. Yeah, mm. uh, that is that is not the correct answer, oh, though. Dang, Colin, you have any thoughts? I mean, when straight I think fire? of straight fire, I'm thinking
2: someone is speaking the truth.
0: Fire. That's straight fire. All right. Well, we've ar- we've circled back around to giving the actual answer for what straight fire means. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, the slang answer is something that is hot or trendy. Uh, I don't think messages hot. on hell or are necessarily hot or trendy. I think they
1: are in those uh, snake handling churches, but, you know,
0: <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> no. Maybe another episode. Not this podcast. <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. Uh, next question. Tyler's still up four to three. Abbreviation N-M-U. N, M, U.
1: Sounds like something off a of Vietnamese menu. <laughs> Namu. <laughs>
0: well, it's not. It's a slang term, abbreviation used by students. These days. We <laughs> are speaking.
2: Speech- uh,
1: I'm gonna. I want to take a. I'm gonna take a guess.
0: I'm gonna. Here, let me give you a hint. All right. Uh, when using this particular phrase. You put a question mark at the end of it so is, technically it's nmu question mark
1: is it not much you
0: that is it whoa ding, Mic ding, drop ding. <laughs> whoa. literal mic drop you are our very first winner of the fluent grace games congratulations tyler mm, feels good colin you get the participation trophy i'll take the york patty mm. you may have the york patty welcome no, not welcome. We already did that. <laughs> <laughs> welcome again to the Fluent Grapes podcast. If you didn't join us for our first episode, I believe the the main point of that one was we don't take ourselves too seriously. So, nope. Just in case everybody missed that and they thought we were going to be serious the whole time, uh, that's not the case.
1: This is a podcast about straight fire produce.
0: <laughs> that's right, cuz. <'cause. laughs> Although really, you are technically my cousin, so that is true. Cousins c- in law. Yeah, anyway, we yeah, determined we, that. We last did week. that last week. LOL. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, <coughs> that, that was uh, educational for us. So, uh, just in case nobody knows, Tyler won that game as a how old are you? Thirty. 29. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine year old. Right. Collins, a what? 20 year old so. <laughs> loser <laughs> there you go mr. 29 year old just took it to the bank so today we are uh, we're gonna get a little uh, into some fun stuff here uh, talking about the gospel because if you have seen our uh, I guess our tagline for the podcast it's it's speaking the gospel into the everyday ordinary stuff of life so I thought it was important for us to kind of define gospel and what are we talking about? How can that be something that we uh, speak into our everyday lives? How, how can that be something that we live out on a daily basis uh, as followers of Christ? So that's what we want to kind of kick around here for the next few minutes. Um, you know, as we uh, get a good definition of what the gospel is, that should impact how we live. So that applies to us, uh, Tim, Tyler, and Colin sitting around this table. It applies to everybody uh, listening, no matter what stage of life you're in gospel is something that's uh, it's a big deal really big deal it's powerful and it can change how you live so uh, with that said let's jump into the gospel what is the gospel um, definition of it examples of it how do we live it Um, what are I guess first off what are our first thoughts when we hear the word gospel first thoughts let's say you're on a game show the host says give me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word gospel what do we get? I'm
1: gonna have a skewed view since I am a minister, so That's I'm gonna, so I'm gonna automatically go to the Jesus answer. However, I'm gonna try not to give the Jesus answer. Yeah. So when I hear the word gospel, I would think of of a a news of some sort of of the latest um what's going on? What is the latest the gospel, like what is what is happening? know if that's that's what you're
0: so almost uh some folks use the word gospel as slang speaking of slang here how about that so you know going off that if there's a you know story that somebody's heard yeah you can definitely throw out the word gospel and just trying to uh, cement the fact that that is a factual story using the word gospel okay I don't know about y'all, but I just think quite simply of the first four books of the New Testament. What I think of is just uh, the record of Jesus' life.
2: You know, just what all he did when he was here on earth and the different um, avenues that he walked down, the different stories that he told, and uh, just his overall life as a whole and uh, what he came to earth to do. Uh, and quite simply, that was to uh, live a sinless life and take on death, defeat death in our place. I like what William
1: Tyndale says about the gospel. He Wait, says, hold on, oh, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on."
0: Who is William Tyndale? William Tyndale. Well, yeah. William
1: Tyndale is the pioneer translator of the Bible into English. So he's one of the first um, translators of the Scriptures into English. And this is what he says. He says, "Evangelion," what we call the gospel is a greek word signifying good merry glad and joyful news that makes a man's heart glad and makes him sing dance and leap for joy
0: boom what y'all think about that i think i'm not much of a dancer never Never have been (laughs) i didn't even dance at my wedding so what a shame well that just means i picked the right girl that didn't need to dance at the wedding (laughs) But anyway, I digress. Uh, not taking away. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, that's a good picture there um, of the gospel. The fact that it is good news, uh, and specifically that good news is, uh, you know, as as Colin was saying, um, specifically is that Jesus came. Right. If it boil, you boil it all down. Um, the good news is that Jesus came to Earth. For you, for me. So why though would he have to come? Right? I mean that's that's kinda of the next question that you logically go to. All right, yay, Jesus came. Big deal. I mean, there's a lot of folks that have been born and lived on the earth and um so why is it important that Jesus did? Well, I would dive into it
2: first and foremost and say that it um his life was prophesied for many 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 years before uh, it was prophesied all the way back uh, way back in the old testament saying that a savior was needed uh, the perfect sacrifice Um and that sacrifice was for our sins our wrongdoings here on earth um, and so yeah that's why that's what i think what do you think tyler um so what was the original question tim
0: original question? Well, the last question. I don't know. (laughs) The original question, what is the gospel? We kind of said, ultimately, the best good news is that Jesus came. So then the follow-up question to that is, why did Jesus have to come?
1: Well, my answer is going to be based around an original answer called original sin. Oh, do you like that? Mm. You like that? How about that? That's a very... Doctrinal word right there. Little reform theology for you. And so here's why Jesus had to come um, on our behalf. um, According to Romans, it says this. This is this is our resume. It's not very pretty. You don't really see it printed on many uh, pillows in Lifeway. It says this: Romans chapter three, verse uh, verse ten. It starts out says, "None is righteous, no not one. No one understands." No one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. Wow. You don't see that painted on people's walls in their house. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asp is under their lips. Their mouths are full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. And in their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known, because there is no fear of God before their eyes.
0: So basically, all that saying is, we are really, really, really bad individuals.
1: We are jank, dude, on every level.
0: <laughs> Zero <So> hope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's a fantastic description of um, of who we were, uh, who we are. Those of us who may be listening who are without Christ at this point. I mean, that's a picture of uh, anyone who is without Christ. Uh, So yeah, ultimately that's the reason that Jesus came, uh, right? Because we are uh, sinners. And I think for the average student, uh, this is not popular at all, right? We live in a culture that says uh, you can kind of do what you want. Uh, It's very normal to be... um, Disrespectful to your parents, or it's very normal to cheat on a test, or it's very normal to try to um, be deceptive in a relationship, right? These are all very normal things that that students um, are allowed to do in our culture. But you know, if if we really um, dig into those behaviors, it fits right in with those things you were just reading about in Romans. Uh, there's a very similar list in Ephesians chapter two. We see lists like that in Colossians, right, all through the New Testament epistles, uh, just lists of who we are without Christ. And whether we like to talk about it or not, that's us. You know, that was me, Tim Wilson, before Jesus. Um, That was, you know, anybody around this table before Jesus. Think about the most um, spiritual person you can. That's who they were before Jesus. Yeah, I love the, uh, just to give you a mental picture,
2: I love the picture of a jail cell. Uh, we were meant to end our life with execution. You are a inmate on death row. Um, your sins have equaled death. And the, you're sitting there, and you don't know how much longer you got till they take you away, and the door opens up, and in steps jesus takes your place says hey i'll go for you you are free and i just love that picture uh gives you something to mentally see and wrap your head around clearly on why jesus did have to come
0: and die for us it was a very personal thing Um, it's not just a yeah jesus had to come because he had to save the world but I'm good enough that I don't really need that saving, right? Everybody else around me is bad enough that they need saving, right? Um, I think—oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, yeah, go ahead. I think another interesting thing is, like, when we—and I'm guilty of this growing up. Like, when I thought about the gospel, I thought of Jesus' response to our rebellion. Hmm, Yeah. And I don't—it's not that way. It's not a response to our rebellion. Because if you go back and you read Isaiah 53, when it prophesies the coming of Christ, it says it was the will of the Father to crush the Son. The will of the Father to crush the Son. Unpack that, Tim. (laughs) Hundreds of years before Christ's coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, the fact is that from the very beginning of time when sin first entered the world, right, you referenced original sin. Here a few minutes ago right Adam sinned a long time ago and whether we like it or not whether we think it's fair or not at that point sin is around and we are birthed into that sin right well really we could take it back a little bit we're conceived into that sin Mm. right from the very point of conception we are sinners in need of a savior
1: you definitely don't teach a baby to sin I've learned that the past five months. Oh, my god. That baby come out of the womb. Woo! (laughs) reeking of sin, baby.
0: Yeah, mine is uh, now one, a little over one. And she's getting into the you-can-tell-she's-thinking-about-it sin. Mm. Oh, my Mm. goodness. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, so, yeah, going back, uh, you know, sin into the world with Adam thousands of years ago, And so, uh, you know, God being sovereign over all things and uh, essentially being outside of time, uh, he knew that from day one, sin would be part of the picture. And he knew that that was something that every person he created was going to have to deal with. And he knew that the only way to um, be free from that was to send Jesus. And so that's what he did. And that's the gospel. That's the good news. And so that... That's something that no matter what situation it is that we're going through, right, we can hold on to that. The good news is that Jesus left heaven. He left perfection. Willingly. He left, yeah, he left everything that was good completely 100% willingly um, so that we could have a relationship with him and so that all those bad situations we find ourselves in, uh, he's a part of. And he's walking uh, with us through them.
1: You know, Tim, another thing I was thinking about is, and I didn't get this till much later um, in life as in, like, the last few years, um, but every time when I was taught the gospel or what is the gospel, it was always through the lens of justification of of how we're made right before God. So positionally how we're made right and how, how we're cleansed of our sin. And so here in the past few years— I've been trying to learn how the gospel is not just for justification, but it's also for our sanctification, becoming more like Christ. And I think that would be fitting to talk about in this podcast, especially as how do we speak the gospel into the everyday rhythms. Well, how does the gospel transform us in the everyday rhythms
0: and our sanctifying and becoming more like yeah. Jesus? Yep, Those are two really big words. Quite simply, justification, I mean, that's a one-time deal, right? God does it you're justified. Boom. Uh, Sanctification is a process that takes time. So how the gospel impacts your sanctification, right? Which is exactly right, Tyler. It's how does it affect um, the process or the journey of your life?
1: Because sanctification is a lifelong journey. Exactly. You never reach an end. Yep. Not on this side of eternity.
0: Yep. Until we have crossed the Jordan River, as a few of the old songs go, you want to right. sing that line for us? No. Come on, baby. Oh, no, I sure Crank don't. Crank it out. I sure don't. I will pass on that. Tune in next week to hear – Colin. Colin.
1: <laughs> With the banjo Negative. quartet behind him. <laughs> Negative. Do we can
0: get him to wear that jogging suit that was in his bitmoji. What's <laughs> Oh, Lord. I thought it looked good. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that, you know, when you take the gospel and apply it into these everyday, ordinary uh, pieces of life, uh, that is definitely a part of uh, our sa- sanctification. And, and the Lord's able to use that to help um, grow us into men and women uh, who are more like his son. Um, and that's the, that's the beauty of the gospel is that it's not just something that happened and is done and over with. It's something that happened that then affects every piece of who we are. It affects
1: so, how you deal with your coworker or the Dot person in traffic or
0: or your kids when they're especially getting on your nerves and they have you know spilt their milk in your car or you know when you're dealing with a particular teammate on an athletic uh a sporting team that is just
1: a or punk. your band members or your spouse one day when you're married or if you're married and listening to this
0: your boyfriend, your girlfriend, right? You got to deal with those people. Uh, The gospel changes how you deal with them. So that's the gospel, right? Obviously, we can't completely unpack um, what the gospel is, how it impacts us in a brief podcast such as this, but we did want to just kind of give a a pretty quick explanation of it. Hopefully, it's something that makes sense uh, on a student level because we know that there's a lot of really big church words that we hear a lot of times, but, you know, we may not necessarily understand, right? We we use justification and sanctification. Those are other, you know, more church words that are really big. So hopefully that just, you know, what we've been able to talk about in the last few minutes here is giving a little bit of definition of that. Um, if there's any question, you know, further questions, feel free to hit us up. I mean, that's why, again, that's why we're doing this podcast is to help answer you guys' questions and help uh, speak into the situations you find yourselves in, so... Uh, shoot us a question at uh, on Facebook, Fluent Grace Podcast. Uh, on Instagram, Fluent Grace Podcast. Twitter, Fluent Grace Pod. Had to drop the cast. <laughs> we didn't have enough characters. So, stinking Twitter. Anyway, Twitter, Fluent Grace Pod. Uh, our email address, Fluent at gmail.com. Uh, Hit us up at any of those places. Shoot us a question if you want us to dig into any of these um, gospel-related topics anymore. We'd love to do that. Um, One final thing related to that. Um, You can't separate uh, God's love from the gospel. You can't talk about the gospel without talking about God's love. And John Piper has a quote here. Mm, Name my kid after him. He's pretty (laughs)
1: foundational. That's right.
0: You did, didn't you? I sure did. All right. So anyway, Piper, a solid guy, He says this, In the life and death of Christ, we see in a new way what God's love is and what man's love for God and for others should be. And through faith, the Spirit of Christ living in us enables us to follow His example. Uh, The only way that we can live the gospel in our daily lives is to follow the example of Christ. Um, So no matter what Questions we might have, no matter what situations we find ourselves in, if we're following the example of Christ in our daily life, um, then we're living out the gospel. Um, that's our goal uh, sitting here around this table. Uh, it's our prayer for everybody who's listening here to this podcast uh, that we truly be able to follow the example of Christ in living out the gospel. I concur. I third that.
1: And the beauty, I think, the gospel beauty in that is the truth is you will fail. You will Absolutely. fail. Absolutely. You will absolutely fail. But the gospel truth is that in your failure, you had someone measure up, namely Jesus, lived up in your place so that you're free to fail. And so not that you go on failing for the sake of failing, but you don't ultimately rest in your performance.
0: Good. It's encouraging. Hopefully that's encouraging um, to everybody out there. The gospel is good news. It really is. Good news for screw-ups. Like every human being. Of which Tyler's the chief. Isn't, the isn't chief. that what it says in the Bible? Tyler the chief, is the chief of, of screw-ups. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I thought that's what it said in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway, hey, as we wrap up our second podcast, we want to drop a new little segment on you guys. Colin's going to bring it to us. It is the Guinness... <laughs> I'll take over. Hold on, Colin. It's what the are Gilbert we doing, <laughs> The Guinness World Records
2: segment. So, just recently broken Guinness World Records. So today we would like to present to you the most shirts worn at one time record was just broken. Wow! I went to Denver the other day. I wore four. Four Am I anywhere close? Well, you know what? You were only two hundred and fifty-six away from breaking the record. <laughs> Lord. So a man in Ontario. I mean, come on, he's he's in Ontario, so it's bound to be pretty cold. But he broke the record by wearing 260 shirts. The top layer of shirt was a get this 20 XL. 20? I just want to know how much all that cotton weighed. Wearing that, I have shirts. an answer for you. As a matter of fact, Can he you? said that it was approximately 250. <laughs> how pounds. big is this dude? What in the world? Not that big. So. You know, he see my, the best part was he stated, at shirt one hundred and fifty, he stated that he was thinking it was one of the dumbest <laughs> things he'd ever signed up to do. At shirt, but
0: at that point, what are you going to do? You going to go backwards
2: or forwards? I mean, you can't really do anything except stand there. Yeah.
1: At shirt two hundred, I needed a total knee replacement.
2: <laughs>
1: so shirt two hundred and fifty, I called the funeral home.
0: So I wonder, did this guy just wake up one morning and be like, "Hey, I want to see how many shirts I can put on." Or was there a previous record he was trying to beat well, obviously
2: there's a previous record he was trying to beat because he got the Guinness World Record like judge to come out there and check him out, but it was a fundraiser for his son's school.
0: How about that? Yeah. All right, so when Tim we I re-
2: expect you to break a world record when Jace
0: needs to raise money for his school? Mm, I agree. Shoot, I was thinking about raising money for a Like, cool mission trip or something. That sounds (laughs) even better. Yeah, let's go to... Well, never mind. I'm not going to get into that right now. (laughs) Let's go to the Bahamas. (laughs) Yeah, different podcast. uh, Short-term mission trips with youth groups. Uh, We'll talk about that (laughs) later.
1: Short-term mission trip. Vacation or not? Question mark.
0: How many souvenirs did your student bring back from their church mission trip?
1: (laughs) We suffered for the Lord on the in the 75-degree weather on the beach in Jamaica.
0: In a... Bless s- on a- hearts. In a, on a, during a seven-day period, let's talk about how many days we were actually working and doing stuff versus how many days we were playing and having fun.
1: Sip margaritas on the beach. Hey, students. <laughs> oh, students. oh. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Only the leaders. leaders. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Only the chaperones.
0: Different podcast. Uh, go search Tyler's other podcast. <laughs> Where he titled
2: "Margaritas oh, on the Beach." Right. <laughs>
1: oh, my! With guest uh, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> that's right.
0: Oh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us here on this Fluent Grace podcast. Uh, we're excited to be through <laughs> with episode number two. Uh, rolling into episode number three is going to come out next week. So we're trying to put these out on a weekly basis. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, be sure to te- check out the social medias: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram also putting these up on YouTube, SoundCloud. And of course, iTunes. Uh, Be sure you go to iTunes, hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star. that would be fantastic because, you know, we all like the stars. Anyway, do that. Subscribe, like, comment, five-star. Share with your friends. Do all those things. Uh, That way we can uh, get this out there and get the gospel in front of as many people as we can. That's our, our wish, our desire, our prayer. We do this. That's why we talk about random teenage slang <laughs> <laughs> and book football records. And margaritas <laughs> in <Syndrome>. Jamaica. <laughs> and that's why we try to limit Tyler talking <laughs> as much as we can. so Oh, gooses. Latest. Yeah.